see, you know, throughout history that God uses times of uncertainty to grab people. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson. And today, my guest is Scott Leonard. Scott's our area director in the Vail Valley, Colorado. Scott, it sounds like you're just, you've got a tough gig, man, suffering out there in uh, in Vail. <laughs> you know, somebody has to do it. No, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. And here's where I'd like to start is... A lot of people might not know this, but Vail is somewhat of a hotspot for this coronavirus. So what? just give us an update. What's going on in Vail right now as it relates to this virus? Yeah, you know, it was, I guess, two, maybe three, it was actually about three weeks ago um, that this, for us, really got real. Um, we had, you know, we kind of had a breakout and we were leading Colorado with, um, the most cases and what's interesting and you know very different about where we live is obviously um the world comes to our small town and we had what we we think was uh, a man that came from italy and showed up and he obviously stayed at a hotel went out to eat was around a lot of people and um he got we you know we found out that he had it and in a town of let's call it 60,000 people in the high season, plus a lot of vacationers, uh, our hospital has five ER bedrooms or five ER beds. They're not even their own, in their own room. Uh, and so we quickly saw that if, it, if this broke out here, um, within a day or two, our hospital would be maxed out. So Vail Resorts did what they needed to do. And on the busiest week, other than Christmas, uh, spring break, right? Mid-March is when we are flooded. Uh, they shut the mountain down. So Vail and Beaver Creek both shut down, which sent every single um, vacationer home, which emptied out every single hotel, which are usually at capacity. And we probably have, you know, I don't know, 70 hotels in a 10-mile radius. Um, so every J-1 visa, which are uh, just a lot of time college students from around the country, everyone left. And so this place went from being the busiest week, one of the busiest weeks of our year, uh, to, a, to a virtual ghost town overnight. Gosh, man, that is so, that's just, that. what a swing. That's got to be bizarre to be there this time of year and have it shut down, but with the amount of beds y'all have, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what you do. It, just, it sounds like y- y'all can't really handle an outbreak at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what, you know, what's going on right now is naturally our, our, we say our Valley, it's a discretionary Valley. We, we, we exist on just the discretionary income of families that have been very successful. And so that trickles down, obviously, to the hotels, to the restaurants, to the um, small business owners, um, and really to the real estate, that this is a real estate place, right? Location, location, location. So when 07, 08 hit, a lot of places were able to kind of keep going, but 
what you do in a time like this is you don't go on vacation. So, so we're just kind of waiting patiently uh, just to see what's the long-term fallout uh, of this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's really uncertain. I think for for y'all especially. So, one of the things that we've noticed that's come out of the situation that we're in in the country is it's given us a lot of opportunities to have conversations that are meaningful. And so I'm just curious, Scott, given everything you just said, have you been able to have any conversations that you feel like uh, would be good for everyone to know about stuff uh, related to God's spiritual topics that have come up in the last handful of days that, man, maybe they wouldn't have come up before? Not at all. What's your next question? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, they're starting. And, you know, in a way that excites me, um, obviously, because because of the uncertainty. And a lot of times we see, you know, throughout history that God uses times of uncertainty to grab people um, and to refocus priorities. Um, I've been looking at this as a hard reset, you know, that sometimes when your phone or computer is acting up, you, you try everything and nothing's working, so you just shut it down. And then that reset resets everything. And so uh, I'm seeing the blessing of this hard reset. And then I, I have a, a handful of friends I've been trying to find time to meet with, and time has really been, I think, the hardest thing. Um, you know, I've got three young kids, and therefore... The majority of our friends have two to three or four kids, and so time is hard to come by. Um, And a month ago, I was talking with my wife about how hard it is and how are we going to find time to meet our friends to, to really get to talk about life and meaning and faith in God. And all of a sudden, this happened, and it's really, really easy right now to find time. And so we are, we're actually starting a, a group tonight, kind of an open forum. Um, it's kind of the, the platform that search uses and we're doing it through zoom. And we've had a handful of friends say, Hey, I have nothing going on tonight at seven o'clock. Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, the weird part that we just actually found out about at eight o'clock last night was Colorado as of, about an hour ago, went on the shutdown. So I know that everyone's sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs every night. So tonight we will begin a kind of a new open forum series through Zoom. So I'm ex- I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I know in talking with a number of our staff over the last couple of weeks that this move for us from being in person to now a virtual organization has actually been pretty positive. I mean, you didn't know what it was going to be like, and everybody's been responding incredibly well, so I'm sure it's going to go great tonight, Scott. Um, So share with us something that you feel is particularly uh, just helpful from the Bible. We've been doing that on this podcast, and just what's something from the scripture that's resonating with you right now and that you feel like would be an encouragement to everyone listening? Yeah, um, good question. 
Overall, and I'm assuming you're reading the Bible at some. I mean, I, I'm uh, just assuming that. It's a good assumption. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, it, I tell you what's fun is I've spent upwards of 20, I guess around 20, 22 years of really trying to study the scriptures. Um, I've gotten, I've had the great opportunity to sit under some really good Bible teachers. Uh, and so with this extra time, and I do feel like the last two weeks, I mean, my, our world has slowed down and therefore mine has too, as it's been changing. I mean, everyone knows it has changed about every 24 to 48 hours over the last two weeks. Something has changed to where we went from fear to uncertainty to semi-lockdown to don't leave your house unless you're taking your dog on a walk or going to get food or going to the hospital. And so I've had time to really sit and process and think more than I have. And I'll tell you my overall thoughts have just gone back to the sovereignty of God and particularly um, my favorite chapters in the Bible are Job 38 through 41. And uh, for those who aren't, who don't know that story, um, it revolves around a man who went through the hardest of times. And the book opens with Job um, losing his family, uh, his kids. There was some sort of a, uh, a hurricane of some sort that blew over his house and killed his children. Shortly after that, he found out that most of his livestock had been um, basically stolen, taken away through uh, people who lived around him. So in that time, you'd say that was his wealth. That was his 401k. That was his job. And um, in that, Job says, and it, you know, you, I could say he goes on record, and he says, the Lord is given and the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so right now I'm sitting here saying, I don't know what's going on, and, and we don't necessarily like it, and there's uncertainty, but I, I'm going to try to sit with Job, and I haven't lost anything really yet. It, it, in a sense, I've actually gained some family time, right? Our kids, my three kids are all in their rooms right now doing homework, right? And, and my fingers, this is a funny side note, um, four of my fingers have cracks in them. And I, and I don't know if you guys get those in other parts of the country, but because the air is so dry up here, right, um, that we have, you know, you have dry, drier skin and we're told to wash our hands 45 times a day. And my son has been saying, you know, about every 14 minutes, hey, let's go play basketball. And so four of my fingers are cracked and they've, I've been putting Neosporin on them and they bleed while we play basketball. But while Job lost so much, I feel like in a sense we're gaining some stuff in the midst of this loss. But he was able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord in the hardest, no doubt, the hardest, worst day of his life. So, so that's kind of where I'm sitting and trying to, to take this as as a time of giving thanks, um, the the story goes on, and you probably know it, Blaine. Uh, right after this, the Lord 
allows, and it's a really interesting chapter, um, we, we literally see Satan, his name, I mean, he is called by name, that, that God allows Satan to then take Job's health. And as Job has some sort of disease, and I look at that and I go, man, this, this seems just pertinent. Um, some sort of disease that has boils break out over his entire body. And he says, shall we accept good from God and not adversity? And so Job, as he is laid up with great loss, he's still able to say, man, sometimes, you know, we have to play the hand that's dealt us. Um, and then, and this is the key point, in chapters 38 through 41, as Job's tried to process this and his friends have come alongside and processed, and we finally see God speak. And what's neat is in this time, and, you know, I encourage you, for anyone who's listening, if you go read Job 38 through 41, I want you to circle the question marks. And there are about 67 to maybe 70 question marks where God speaks out in his uh, authority and his sovereignty. And he starts with, where were you? when I laid the foundation of the earth. And so as Job's asking questions and trying to make sense of it all, God says, I've got this. I know what's going on. And, and you might not like it, but where were you when I created this whole thing? And he goes on time and time again. Uh, he asks in verse uh, 38, 16, he says, have you entered into the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have you understood the expanse of the earth? Where is the way to the dwelling of light? And he goes on and on on these great thoughts um, that, that we just can't even fathom. And so that's where I'm sitting right now uh, in just trusting that God will use the hard times um, to deepen us and to grow us. Well, Scott, I think those are just great reminders for those of us who've, who've heard that story before, and they're fantastic nuggets to think about for those of us who haven't heard that story before, may not even know something like that is in the Bible. And you bring up a, a verse in the beginning of Job God gives, God takes away. I remember being uh, at seminary, I had a professor made a comment on that verse and it stuck with me. I don't know if you've heard this before, but uh, thought I would share it. And the thought is there that, as you said, those statements aren't parallel. It's not, God doesn't give and take away in the same way because we see right after that, that it's the adversary who takes away. God allows, God allows yeah. evil, but He's not doing it, and and yet He's He's the giver, and so there's just a, um, it's an interesting dynamic when it comes to that question of evil and suffering in the world. That yes, God's sovereign, yes, God allows it, but it's not in the same way that He does good. And, and so I think that's helpful to think about. So, Scott, I just want to thank you for bringing that to us. Thank you for taking the time to join me on the podcast today, brother. I hope we get to join you out in Vail sometime soon. Hopefully all this will blow over 
uh, you know, in the next couple months, however long. And, and we'd love to be out there and, and see you and Kara again soon. So thanks for joining me, buddy. Appreciate you. Hey, can I give one closing thought? Yes. Do we have time? Uh, I heard a story years ago that Dr. James Dobson tells when his son was really young. And he said, my son got really sick. We had to take him to the doctor. And, you know, the doctor pulls out this needle. And he said, my son started to naturally freak out, cry. And, and he looked at his dad and he just said, why are you doing this? Like, like this man is about to make me, you know, cry. This is going to hurt. And his dad said, you're just going to have to trust me on this one, bud. And it, it just reminds me of where James, Jesus' half-brother, right? Same mom, different dad, uh, said, count it all joy when you face various trials, right? When you go through hard times, be happy, because God is going to essentially do something that will better you through it. And I think of Tom Brokaw's book, The Greatest Generation, and it was World War II and the Depression that produced some of the greatest, they say the greatest generation that ever lived, it was the hard times that it took to do that. And so I just encourage all of us just to, to lean into God in this time. And just, just as James Dobson's son looked at his dad and said, why are you allowing this? What's going on? That the father who loves the son would say, I got this. And in two weeks, the worst thing in history, I would say, of a man being brutally murdered, we call good tried it. And so I'm just going to trust God in this, that through this weird time that no one's ever seen, no, no one who's alive now has ever seen this, that we just trust that there's going to be great good that God will bring through it. Well, Scott, thank you for sharing that. It's a great way to wind up our conversation. I do want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you've got a question, comment, uh, topic you'd like to see us discuss, email us at podcast at searchnational.org. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and share it with your friends. Subscribe to our feed. And until next time, thanks for listening.